Hi, hey, and hello, and welcome to this episode of The Educated Fan. My name is Brandon. I am joined here by your co-host, my best friend, Andrew Moore. Wow. Colts lose. Man, I kind of had a feeling this might happen. Like I said on thir- on on Thursday, it, I thought the game was going to be close, and I really thought the injuries to Costanzo and Leonard were going to have a big impact, and they did. Um, it was a contributing factor, but all around just, I mean, abysmal quarterback play. Defense did not play to where they, they can. Um, they didn't play two halves like they have the last few weeks they played yeah i'll give you that and coaching decisions and and play calling just weren't up to par either uh hey good news is if you listen to me on thursday i said bet the house on chase elliott he won today you would have won some money but in the colts world not a great day not a great day um no, not a great day. And, you know, there are some positives that we could take away from this game. Uh, just kidding. No, there's not. <laughs> there, are, for, there are a couple. We'll get to it. Nothing, okay, let me see. Nothing encouraging. Nothing real makes that nothing makes you go, boy, at least I'm glad about this. I don't feel like awesome about anything. Uh, I'm pissed we'll get off. To it. I've got I've got a couple of them. I know you're upset, but let's let's start out with with the elephant in the room, what everyone's talking about, Philip Rivers, just a, a terrible day. Um, first of all, let's, let's say the score Colts lost to the Browns 32, 23, but I think everyone's talking about, about rivers. Um, he went 21 of 33 for 243 yards, two interceptions and intentional grounding for a safety. One of his interceptions was a pick six. Um, man, it just, those, those are the mistakes that, that we need him to avoid a, in order to win games. And and so far, when the games have been close and when we've had to rely uh, on his arm to bring us back, both today and in Jacksonville, he hasn't done it. And and I don't know if it was Frank Reich. I don't know if it was Philip Rivers last week. But one of them said, like, I know this offense can go and get 35 points when we need to score. Pretty sure that was Rivers. Well, I mean, that's happened twice now where the offensives needed to go out and score and you still haven't done it. So when's it going to start happening? That's the question. Uh, Now the first, the first interception, no business making that throw. He stared TY down the entire time. Um, And he, he has, you even mentioned it in previously just to me, not on the show. Phil's been staring down his receivers a lot. And I think more than ever today was today showed that. Yeah. And he, he stared down TY. Obviously that goes for a pick six, uh, the safety, he, he was getting pressured, but at the same time, the running back is coming open. Um, you need to know where, where your receivers are going to be. If you do need to throw it away like that, at least get it towards a wide receiver or a running back. Um, and then on the second one, I mean, he was pressured again, which was a theme of the day on Philip Rivers. So he was getting pressured all day, not what he's normally used to in a Colts uniform. But at the same time, you can't throw it into triple coverage to Mo Alley Cox and expect good things to happen. So, uh, so far, Philip Rivers has been 
the one that's been holding holding this team back in in both losses. I would say he hasn't been the main reason. He has. Well, I should say he hasn't been the only reason that the Colts have lost their two games this year. But he's played a big contributing factor into both losses. Yeah, I agree with you there. And he wasn't the only reason today, but I mean, he's he's number one. Um, you know, and the offense. I mean, even in the last week when we won. And I think what yeah the Jets was the week before that our defense won those games I mean mm-hmm. yeah we scored a couple touchdowns I think against the Jets on offense but I mean we we didn't look special uh, even against the Jets on offense yeah. so the offense is definitely a problem um, and I think you know uh, probably reason number two today is Frank Reich I mean there are a lot of bad decisions made today yeah. Um... I, I think Phil Phil definitely was probably number one of the reason the Colts lost today. Uh, now, granted, the Colts defense did not have a good first half. The second half, they they definitely tightened it up. Phil Rivers gave the Browns nine points today. Nine of their twelve points that they scored in the second half were because of Philip Rivers, the pick six and the safety. Uh, you you take those away right there, and it's a completely different ball game. For the Colts. Um, so we've been hearing from Frank Reich and, and everyone that, that the offense, we don't need to worry about it. The offense is the weak link of this team. And, and, and yeah, the defense gave up some points, but then again, the Colts defense, it's good. It's not the 85 bears. We're not expecting We're if you expect them to limit every team to 10 points a game for the rest of the year, you're kidding yourself. I mean, you just are. So we, we need that offense to play complementary football that when the defense isn't playing its best, the Colts still have a chance to win because the offense is going out there and putting their best foot forward. And today they simply didn't. Um, and, and you're exactly right with, with Frank Reich as well uh, to blow both the challenges in the first half, the first one. Okay. I'm fine. First with was that. Close. Sure. That could, that could have been a game changing play real early. The Colts get the ball. I, I didn't hear a whistle. Maybe, maybe the whistle did come out. Kareem Hunt definitely wasn't down and Grover Stewart made a heads up play. Sure. Go for it. That second one to OBJ, that one seemed more of a, Oh, they're going to snap the ball real quick. I got to get the flag out there just in case it didn't seem like he was sure you need to hold on to that because that cost the Colts a, a, a timeout. Just, just not a good decision. Um, on the play to rivers uh, that rivers got, the safety. Mm-hmm. I think the Colts had been having some success running the ball. When you're backed up that far, why are you doing a five-step drop or a three-step drop with Rivers with such a long developing play when the Browns have been able to get pressure all day, especially all day over long. on the left side where Raven Clark was playing? Call a run. Let's get some yardage. Let's not back our team up so far. And there, and there were just some other things that, that Frank Wright did that that i didn't quite agree with um well and he real quick while we're still on the safety i've I've already seen some answers coming out of the press conference um post game and i mean he's he's trying to take the blame for that safety but at the end of the day philip rivers knows the rules of football as well yeah it's on both of them yeah and not to mention naheem hines for some god-awful reason taking a fair catch at the five-yard line right Right. That's, that's like I said, that's not just one person that, that costs us the game. There's, there's multiple parties involved. No game is decided by one play. Uh, Rivers should have known better, 
Reich should have called a better play there. Um, so it, it's all it's all wound together. But I, if I'm being honest, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit annoyed, for one, and I'm a little bit, oh, what's the right word? A little bit concerned with Frank Reich in how he's seeing Philip Rivers. Now, this could just be because he's talking to the media. Um, he doesn't want to make these things public. Doesn't want to throw his buddy under the bus. Right. He's saying that that, that Rivers is the least of his concerns right now, um, but the, he keeps saying that the offense will get it going. I, this is starting to become a pretty big concern for the Colts. This The defense, I wouldn't say, is anything to worry about. Special teams isn't anything to worry about. Blankenship was perfect again today. Uh, Sanchez punted it once and it was a bomb, a beautiful punt again Great uh, punt. from our pro, pro bowl punter. Isaiah Rogers had a kickoff return a hundred for a touchdown. Congrats to that rookie. That guy has been outstanding in the kick return game real quick on him. Before we move on the return before that, he, it looked like he was probably going to get tackled on. I think can't remember. It was like the 15 or the, maybe the 20. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden he just like found a little hole and just, poked out like another seven yards and I was like damn look at the vision on this guy and then yeah. the very next one I'm like he's gonna go that speed that 428 speed is blazing um so uh, really a good day for for all rookies yeah. uh the Colts rookies had all the points today with Jonathan Taylor's touchdown Blankenship's field goals mm-hmm. and Isaiah Rogers return so good day for the rookies at least um but back on Frank Reich it's like I said, he he's probably he probably knows this. He's probably just not coming out and saying it. He's going to keep it in house, not going to say it to the media. But as of right now, I mean, Philip Rivers doesn't look sharp when the Colts need him to. Third down efficiency, we were four of eleven again. Red zone efficiency, we only had one touchdown after Another multiple. Another bad week. Those, that's on coaching as well. Like that needs to get better and that needs to be executed better. And that's on coaching. That's something that the offense and Frank Reich, who has control over, he needs to make that a priority. And if not, then things kind of need to change. And you can't just keep kidding yourself and saying, oh, it'll get better with time. It'll get better with time. The results aren't backing that up. The Colts aren't making any progress on third down or in the red zone. And we're five weeks into the season now. That, That stuff needs to get going. Yeah, I agree with you. And I mean, we talk constantly, constantly about balance every week too, and how we need to feed the ball to our running backs more. And I mean, we had 18 rushing attempts compared to 33 passing attempts. And one of those is Phillip Rivers running for his life. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's averaging almost five yards a carry this game. If we're feeding him the ball more early, you know, we're sucking then at least in the first half of the game when their defense or I'm sorry, our defense is not playing up to par and their offense was clicking, you know, at least keep the ball out of their hands for a while. I mean, there was just, it was just non, why are we throwing the ball so much in the first place? Now I know towards the end of the game, that number that once you start to get behind that, that number is going to take a bigger shift and the gap's going to grow. But I mean, even in the second half, Jonathan Taylor seemed to be taken over a little bit, and I just feel like he's being underused in this offense right now. We, we've we said it before. The more Jonathan Taylor gets going, the more carries he gets. It seems like that's that's when he starts getting going. He starts ripping off those runs. He had a couple. Kind of like uh, um, Derrick Henry. Obviously very different runners, but Derrick Henry's one of those guys. You got to get him the ball, got him feed the ball, feed him the ball, and he's a second-half performer. Right. And... and 
and you, I think maybe a lot of that is because the Colts were down by so much. You, you need to throw the ball, um, not completely abandon the run, but you need to throw it more. And I think that's where that, that may have came into play. But, but yeah, I think we do need to run the ball more. I mean, obviously you're not going to be able to, to completely lean on your running game every game. Um, so that I, I chalk that up more to, to just the game situation today than anything else. But, but I do think that, that Jonathan Taylor needs to be a big, uh, more prevalent in the game plan and, or else we need to start getting quicker throws from Phillip rivers, because a lot of the plays, a lot of the shot plays are taking a long time to develop. And it doesn't seem like it's those, those quick rhythm throws that I was expecting to see from this offense. Like what we saw in 2018 from Andrew luck. I'm not seeing those as much. And I think that's what needs to happen. We need to get Jack Doyle more involved. Jack Doyle has been invisible this entire season pretty much. T.Y. Hilton got more involved today, and when you see when you get T.Y. Hilton right. involved, they were starting to move the chains. Yep. I know it's a hard concept, but maybe maybe they should look into that a little bit more. Um, Marcus Johnson came up with some huge third-down receptions. Um, I thought he played pretty well today, so I would hope that he gets more run. Um, so just things like that, getting it into your playmaker's hands and 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 – just getting into a rhythm, I think, not always looking for these big shots, allowing Philip Rivers to make quick, short throws um, and then open it up for the big passes instead of holding on to the ball for forever. And it turns into the pressures that we saw today, especially when you're down one of the best off- or left tackles in the game in Anthony Costanzo. So offense has a lot of cleanup. I think that's that pretty much kind of summarizes the day. It's offense has a lot of areas to clean up. And Philip Rivers is the one that needs to start with. Absolutely. I agree. And we can move on to the defense here in a sec. But I do want to say uh, Kirk Cousins has got no chance tonight. Primetime Seahawks are wearing their lime greens. Just ran out on the field. Kirk Cousins is in trouble tonight. Um, but anyway, yeah, the defense, I mean, you, you've you called it subpar performance tonight. You know, but I mean... 124 rushing yards given up. That's most of our season, I believe, so far. But mm-hmm. could have been worse, especially against a team that runs the ball so well. Um, really, it was just the first half that looked real bad. I uh, Honestly, when I looked up that number and saw that the Colts had given up 124 yards rushing, I was surprised by that. It didn't, didn't feel like they ran the ball that much. It didn't seem like that to me. Right. They they really were stopped. They really kept Kareem Hunt under control. He didn't have any huge runs. Now that except that for the one that sealed the deal, the end, that long run at the end that wasn't Kareem Hunt. I don't know his name. His name number thirty for the Browns. Oh, Ernest. Yes, he he had a, he had that big run. Um, that's really the only big run the Colts gave up all day to mm-hmm. the number one rushing team in the league. So, I think serviceable is what I would say the the run defense was. But what killed us in that first half was just absolutely no pass rush. Baker had all damn day to throw. Now, Odell and Jarvis Landry made some hell of catches. Give them props. They're Pro Bowl wide receivers. They're going to do that. Yeah. But, man, in the second half, when the Colts started getting a little bit of pressure, look what happened. Baker throws two picks, and the Colts get right back into the game. Yep. It's – we talked about it. We got to make Baker beat us, and – 
the Colts were doing a good job of that. They stopped the run and they put it in Baker's hands. But in that first half, you also have to get pressure on him to force him into those mistakes. And the Colts just didn't do that. Now, when they started doing it in the second half, look we what happens. We they, didn't make Baker beat us. We let him beat us. Yeah, I would say that he had just so much time to throw back there and and he was able to pick us apart and and really any quarterback, whether it's whether it's Baker Mayfield, whether it's Sam Darnold, uh, Joe Flacco, it really doesn't matter if you're going to give them that much time, they're going to find their open wide receivers. So uh, that's that's what that's what killed us in the first half. And then um, I mean, we allowed 10 of 17 on third down as well, which, which isn't great either. Right. It just kept, it seemed like the Colts hardly ever had the ball because of these long drives where the Browns would get into third down. I think, okay, we have a chance to get off the field and they'd make a play. Yeah. It was a pretty big, pretty big difference in time of possession. Yeah. And I think that that killed us. Yeah. We had interceptions by Walker and Okariki. And I think they played pretty well today. Those two, especially with Darius out, but um, I, I think what killed us is just not being able to get as much as much pressure as we thought. Browns have a good offensive line, but the, the with as much success as we had been having, I expected a lot more from our from our pass rush. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. And finally, in the second half, you know, it showed up a bit, and like you said, it it made a difference and kept all of a sudden the Colts. Because that, I mean, after that pick six, I I thought the game was over, and then all of a sudden it wasn't. Um, I was going to make a point. Oh, back to your, the third down stat there. You said 10 to 17. That's higher than the Browns have had all season. And that's the, the worst we've had all season defensively. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It just, and a the, lot of that. The, the defense can can't play like it did last week, every week. And the offense has got to step up. But that, you know, that's not an excuse for the defense. They expect to play like that every week, but they can't. Well, they'll, they'll be the first one to tell you that they that they didn't have a game up to their standards and and they thought they played well. But at the same time, I mean, the Chiefs got lit up by the Raiders for 40 points today and the Chiefs, had, we thought, had a pretty good defense. So, yeah, it, there's going to be weeks where where offense just get the best of you. That that just happens. But against this Browns defense that that really that let the Cowboys put hang 40, 40 some on them last week, I think. Um there's there's just no excuse to to only be able to put up 23 points and and not have the success that that we expect out of our offense with our offensive line and our playmakers and with a with a guy under center that's making 25 million dollars a year so uh, i mean the defense has done enough this year to have a bad week uh, and i think in the second half they definitely did enough for us to to be able to come back and win if our offense was just serviceable how many more games like that until one probably one more game before people are calling for it but how bad's it got to get before frank reich pulls the plug oh it's got to get real bad i mean you you colts fans are quick to forget how terrible jacoby Brissett was yeah. last year i'll tell you what his arm's better i mean his arm's better but, but his, his vision and his, his decision making definitely not I mean, and Rivers has pretty bad decision making sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, those those long balls to to Marcus Johnson, those aren't completed. Um, yeah. I don't think he Jacoby Brissett definitely isn't on the same level of football IQ as as Philip Rivers. So, right. th- there's there's not going to be a quarterback change in Indianapolis. If you're starting to call for that, you're wasting your breath. Yeah, probably. I th- I think Darius and Costanzo being out. You know, had a bigger impact than it should have, but it was a big impact nonetheless. 
Um, but yeah, Colts I lose. think loaded against that, the Browns. That, yeah, I definitely think Anthony Costanza's injury was felt more than Darius Leonard today. It seemed yeah. like LaRaven Clark got blown up on pretty much every single play. Granted, he is going up against Miles Garrett, who's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year at this rate. So far. But but at the same time, if you're LaRaven Clark, you're in the NFL too. You, you got to at least put up some sort of a battle and not let him get around you every single play. And, and I, I put this part on the coaching decisions as well. I, I was watching and, and a lot of times they let LaRaven Clark go one-on-one against Miles Garrett. And, and that's just poor game planning. You, you gotta be real with yourself and realize LaRaven Clark is nowhere near the level of Miles Garrett. We find a way to help him. Though. We're, we're, we're not even don't even have a job with a football team. And we talked about having a running back, either chipping miles Garrett, putting in a tight end along in the inline for, for miles Garrett. Oh yeah. By the way, Jack, poor Jack Doyle at one point. I mean, why, why, why do we stick in Jack Doyle with sole responsibility of blocking miles Garrett at one point? That was insane to me. That I put that on the coaches as well. Like yeah. that, that oh, needs that to be is, part yeah. of the game plan to not allow him to wreck the game. And a lot of times he did. Now the Browns had five back hits on Philip Rivers today. Miles Garrett had four of them. That's right. that's got to be in the game plan to stop that. Give Little Raven Clark some help. And and if not, I mean that's that's on and that's allowing Mike to get, wreck the game and be a force back there and again doesn't allow our offense to get into a rhythm so i think it was i think that sanzo was felt definitely him missing was felt a lot than than darius missing because like i said okariki and walker i think did a pretty good job considering um both being this week during practice and and with darius not there so darius definitely would have made an impact in the passing being able to to tackle more freely and possibly it's on Baker but I think that kind of just shows that the Colts depth at tackle is a real concern and I addressed in the all right be done with the Colts uh, I'm done with the Colts this week yeah I think just injury updates we I mean there's on Leonard and Costanzo, Reich didn't really say anything after the game, but the hope is that both would be back next week against the against the Bengals. Um, no real injuries from today. Danico Autry and Julian Black left the game but came back. So I guess on the injury front, that's a good something to be excited about that we didn't receive any more hits as of right now. Um, and hopefully those two are back next week because uh, they, were, they were dearly missed today. Yeah, absolutely. We got to hope they're back next week. And we can't take next week lightly either. Um, I don't want to dig into the game, but Joe Burrow is not here in the NFL to take losses. You know, he's not he's not going to hand them over hand over games. Joe Burrow is playing to win. Um, so we we can't take next week lightly. That's for sure, not, especially not coming off a loss. But nope. All right, let's move her along here. Some talk about these games. Across the league, good slate of one o'clock games. Nice, entertaining day. Um, obviously, Thursday night we'll start there. Um, Bears beat the Buccaneers twenty to nineteen, and Tom Brady doesn't know how to count downs. <laughs> that was pretty wild. Uh, I I actually fell asleep during the game because I thought the Bears 
I thought the Bucks had it, and at that time they did. And then big Richard Nick Foles comes out and, and slings it. Although Joe Buck was trashing, which was one of the funniest things I had heard on <laughs> Thursday night, was Joe Buck just absolutely murdering this man for his throws. Where was that one? It was just one comment. He goes, that was just terrible throw. Yeah. That was a terrible <laughs> throw. Literally half a second after Nick Foles releases it, Buck goes, what a terrible throw. Oh my was, God. I don't even think the ball had hit the ground yet, and Joe Buck's throwing him under the bus. Um, Brady, Brady's showing his age for getting the, uh, the down. He's showing his – as your tweet, go ahead. Go ahead and tell the public about your tweet. What did I say? Oh, that, I called uh, him JR, the J.R. Smith of yep, football. Yeah. He had his J.R. Smith moment. So, hey, hey, and I said it before I read it anywhere. I tweeted it almost immediately. Brady Brady, and the Bucks go down. You love to see it. Yeah, um, and the last thing I'll say on that game, uh, post-game post interview, uh, one, none, of the re- none of the reporters asked Tom Brady, did you know it was fourth down? Not one of them. But they did say, did Tom Brady to Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians goes from, throwing Tom Brady under the bus to motivate him a little bit one week to defending him when he shouldn't. They asked Bruce Arians, did Tom know it was fourth down? He goes, yes. Yes, he did. He knew. No, he, <laughs> hey, Bruce. No, he didn't. <laughs> I mean, no, he didn't. Um, Panthers, as I predicted, beat the Falcons. Per my sources, a.k.a. Adam Schefter on Twitter, uh, looks like Dan Quinn's going to be out come tomorrow yeah. morning. He's getting the Clippers, so um, yeah, not good for the Falcons. I had some faith in him when they said Julio Jones wasn't playing. My faith went down a little bit more, yep. and then I, as as I was watching the game, yeah, I don't have Matt any faith Ryan in the Falcons anymore. Matt Ryan six point nine six fantasy points or something like that. Oof, tough not day. Good. Hey, good day for Todd Gurley though. Yeah, tough tough for me because my backup on my one of my fantasy leagues is. Matt Ryan, and if he's going to keep playing like this, I'm in trouble because Dak Prescott's out for the year. Um, I'll get Time to that. To pick up Andy Dalton. Oh God, Red Rocket got to win. Just got to win tonight. Uh, Ravens beat the Bengals bad. Poor. Jo- I I didn't look at stats or watch any of that game, but I'm sure it was not a fun day for Joe Burrow. Um, like you mentioned, Raiders surprised the Chiefs, forty to thirty-two, ruined every parlay in the country. Ruined my parlay, and I was pretty upset about it. But hey, the Chiefs—the Chiefs won't be going undefeated like you thought, Brandon. They will not. They will not. Um, Rams, you were spot on here. Kill Washington, thirty to ten. But Alex Smith got back into play today, and not not the world's worst stat line I've ever seen. You know, but not not the best. But he got sacked a few times and. That was scary to see, but Alex Smith got to play football today. Just absolutely incredible that he was able to step foot on a on a football field again. I mean, this guy was in danger of of losing his not life. only not only losing his leg, but the doctors kind of had some doubts if he he would he would survive that injury. Yep. Period. Um, so, I mean, hats off to him. Absolutely incredible. That he's back. Happy that he's back. It's uh, what a story. Love it. Cardinals do not embarrass themselves and cover the same score, thirty to ten against the Jets. Um, Steelers come back after a unexpected bye week. I'm trying to think of, I was trying to think of a word like opposite of self-imposed. 
um, 38 to 29 against the Eagles. Chase Claypool, man. He was a guy that we talked about on our show in our pre-draft preview. How we were really high on Chase Claypool and, and wouldn't be mad if the Colts picked him up in the second round. Dude had four touchdowns today. Just absolutely mm-hmm. killing it. Um, we saw our old buddy Eric Ebron fumble the ball, so that was good to see. But uh, Chase, Chase Claypool, man, hats off to you. What a what a performance. Um, why can't I think of the quarterback now for the Eagles? Carson Wentz? Jesus, yeah, Carson Wentz. Uh, better day today. If the Eagles gave up on Carson Wentz, would you want Carson Wentz to be a Colt? 120%. Okay. Just make that sure. man. That man can ball. Make if they sure. give up on him, that'd be a terrible, terrible move by decision. Philadelphia. Okay, um, Texans get their win at uh, against the Jaguars, thirty to fourteen. Um, that. Yeah, that's fine with me. Um, you know what if the what if instead of firing Bill O'Brien, the coach and the GM, what if they just you know found a GM and said, "Hey, you're no longer in charge of the you know the ins and outs." I mean, you. You heard the reports this week that J.J. Watt was getting in screaming matches with him, and when really? that happens, you you lose the locker room. So That's even fair. if he's not the GM, he he's lost the locker room. He wasn't going to be able to do anything as the head coach either. Just so you know, I, I don't know if we mentioned this stat. He did make f- the playoffs four out of six seasons and won a couple playoff games, one or two playoff games. I mean, when the AFC South was as bad as it was and Andrew Luck was injured for all those years, not hard to do. Fair point. Okay, Dolphins beat the 49ers, and Brandon's right again. If I had to guess, Andrew, I would be willing to say that I think I passed you this week in our picks. Hey, there's still a couple games to go. You can can just wait on that. Didn't Uh, we pick? We made the same. We picked the same teams, didn't we? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I forget. Anyways, Jimmy G. Two interceptions in the first half. Jimmy G benched there. That's uh, there's a, there's, that's a story in, in San Francisco. They're, they're in the same quarterback situation as us. I would say maybe even worse because they have a team that was thought to actually compete for a super bowl. And now it looks like they're, they're looking for a new franchise quarterback. Hey, so, I've got, I've got a button for the uh, 49ers season right now. Yeah. <laughs> rip to the 49ers man Um, terrible injuries terrible quarterback play you hate to see it yep uh cowboys 37 giants 34 andy dalton comes in to replace dak prescott um after a real gruesome injury uh the announcer says oh man let's hope it's just a cramp sir his foot's facing east and he's (laughs) facing north okay so not good did did that was that Tony Romo that said that? I don't think or, I don't think no 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 because they were on Bob. No, they were on they were on CBS. It, it might have been Jim Romo Nance then. And Tony it, yeah, Romo. Then it was Romo. Rip. Um yeah. Dak Prescott having an unbelievable season personally at the quarterback position. Um, I mean, this kind of leads into our first injury and the, the injuries around the league, but it, it was a dislocated and and fractured ankle. So he, he's having surgery tonight and he's done for the year. Um it, I I felt for him, man. He got carted off and he's crying going off the field. Man's on a one year deal and was absolutely dominating and and, and not making a himself de- a not lot a one year deal franchise tag. And he turned down multiple contract offers, so many. And I I feel bad for him. I do, you know, especially the stuff he went through in the spring with his brother. Um, you know, and he's an okay guy, but I mean, buddy. 
pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. And I, I don't blame that on him whatsoever. That's tough. He, mean, he was that's, asking for more money than he, he, he's asking for Patrick Mahomes money. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I mean, but at the same time, neither is Deshaun Watson, but he's the, he's the, he's got the leverage because now not they're going to rely on Andy Dalton to win. <laughs> Andy Dalton uh, take him to the Super Bowl this year. I don't know if you know, but the NFC East stinks. Okay. <laughs> they got to go through more than the NFC East. Uh, but you hate to see it. I feel bad yeah. for the guy, and hopefully, hopefully, he comes back and is the same old Dak. I just can't get over Tony Romo. Let's hope it's just a cramp. Dan Portnoy tweeted about it too. He said, "He goes, sir. I don't think it's a cramp when his foot's facing the wrong way. I mean, Jesus. it was it was gruesome. I don't know if you saw it, but it was it was tough." Uh, so yeah, move along here. Buccaneers defensive tackle Vitavea broken ankle out for season. He's a good guy. He's a good player. Yeah, that's a, a big cog. That's a big clog in the uh, the Buccaneers defensive line. So that's going to be a big bigger loss than what people think. Uh we're better. Colts are better than the Buccaneers. We beat the Bears. <laughs> we have the same record as them. Yeah, but, but we beat the Bears. So, um, you know, maybe the Buccaneers not as good as people are starting to think. Maybe we're not as good as people are starting to think. Of course, what did I tell you? Every time the national media starts talking about the Colts and blah blah blah, Chris Sims and. Mike Florio, bring, oh, the Colts might be on. So that's fun. Moving along, sorry. Um, Cowboys left tackle Tyrone Smith officially now out for the season. We'll have surgery on his neck next week. That's pretty serious. Um, but now, I mean, the Cowboys get hit again. Their offensive line's in shambles. Dak Prescott goes down. It's not, I don't think, if you bet on the Cowboys to have any good luck this year or make it far, Think that's think that's pretty much your fate sealed there. So, Cardinals outside linebacker Chandler Jones torn bicep, likely out for the season. Hate to see that. That's a phenomenal football player. Mm -hmm. uh, Bengals defensive tackle DJ Reader quad out for the season. That has implications for it's the Colt Bengals, mm -hmm. um, and he was he's a big he's a big time player in the middle of their defensive line too. So. Uh, Right. Sucks for him. And he was one of the guys that I was even talking about that the Colts might want to get in free agency. So I, that's a big loss for them. Other news around the league. Tennessee Titans returned to their facility on Saturday after consecutive days with no positive tests. But then they had their facility closed again on Sunday as another staff member tested positive. Dumpster so as of, fire. As of right now, the game for the Bills and the Titans is still on for Tuesday. but if they have more tests tomorrow, I think that could all change. So hopefully, hopefully we're out, we're in the clear there. And, and what was pushed back today? Was it Broncos Pats? We'll, we'll get to it. There's a lot of, I, I got, got all the schedule the changes in here. Oh God. Um, well, let's get down to them. Then new England Patriots faculty closed facility closed, uh, after another <laughs> <Auto -correct>. play. <laughs> yeah, know, we'll blame it on that. Uh, closed after another player tested positive for COVID-19 on Saturday. Um, so these two things leading into a lot of schedule changes, Andrew, feel free to break down this gigantic paragraph. Yeah, there's a lot of changes. So, uh, bear with us here, but at least, Hey, you're, at least you're getting informed. So the bills versus the we Titans like to call that to Tuesday educated, sir. Yeah. You get educated. Um, and so the Broncos versus the Patriots got moved from this, uh, from this week, week five to week six next Sunday. Chiefs Bills week six game that was supposed to be played Thursday now moved to Monday night. 
Jets versus Dolphins game that was scheduled for week 10. Now moved to week six. Jets versus Chargers game scheduled for week six. Now moved to week 11. You guys keeping up here? Jaguars versus Chargers game that was scheduled for week eight. Moved to week seven. Chargers versus Broncos game scheduled for week 11. Moved to week eight. Chargers versus Dolphins game scheduled for week seven. Now moved to week 10. And finally, the Dolphins uh, Broncos game that was scheduled for week six now moved to week 11. So basically, because of the Titans and the Patriots, the whole NFL schedule is now a big cluster. It's it's wild. But hey, at least they're able to move everything around and keep the season going. But uh, yeah, it's what a mess that this is created for for really the entire insanity. And it sucks for those sucks for those teams that are involved in all the switches around too when when they've been doing everything right so far. Right. Um, Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas suspended for the game Monday night by the Saints for the Monday night game against the Chargers. Sorry, um, do you you have typed in here violation of team rules? Do you know what happened? Because I do. So there was a fight at Saints practice on yesterday, Saturday, where Michael Thomas just clocked one of his teammates. And so the Saints sent him home, and he's capping to miss the game tomorrow night. So um, from his boneheaded actions, the Saints are still going to be down their number one wide receiver. Um, and that's not good for Drew Brees because Drew Brees has not played good with Michael Thomas out. So last, um, that's a big suspension. So it well must, have been, must have been pretty bad for them to, to have to suspend Michael Thomas and um, move forward with that. But, hey. Hey, I respect the hell out of Sean Payton for making that decision. I, I do too, man. I think that he's putting his foot down and saying, hey, that's not going to be tolerated no matter who you are on the team. That's that's good leadership right there. So um, I respect it, and I think the Saints made the right move if, that's, if it was really that bad. Hey, guess what? Vikings are up 7-0. I'll find yeah, any excuse perfect. in the world to use that button every episode. Um, I don't need the, I don't need the Seahawks to win now since my parlay got screwed. Yeah, so the Vikings can win for all I care. Uh, Dalvin Cook scored the touchdown though. I think Fanduel was just running a special super boost for Dalvin Cook to be the first to score or something too. When I missed it. Um. All right. Colts player of the game. Um. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna find. Standing by. I'm going to find a nice sound for Colts player of the game. Simply press the button. That one? Or, you know what? This week? Hey, and also, don't be the guy that takes the shit in the porta potties. <laughs> this this week, this segment's called the Colts player that didn't shit in the porta potty. <laughs> and then that goes to Isaiah Rogers. Uh <laughs> You got to give the rookie props here. He had five kick returns from the on the day, 212 kick return yards, and then his 101 yard kick return for a touchdown today. So that 428 speed um, was clearly on display. He made some really good runs and really good decisions to help give the Colts um, some good field position today, and scored six points of his own. So great day for the rookie. Um, like we said earlier, rookies had a good day, but um, it's probably one of the only highlights for the Colts today. So let's. Hey, it's just one week. They have the Bengals coming up, and they need to make sure they dominate them like they dominated other teams that they've been clearly better than in the past. So the Jets. Um, That's it. We 
I mean, we dominated the Vikings. Yeah, you're right. And pretty much dominated the Bears until the garbage time touchdown. So, uh, overall, I mean, it's not the end of the world. The, the Browns do have a really good team. We need to remember that. Um, but at the same time, there's there's still a lot that the Colts need to to clean up, especially on the offensive end. And um, they need to get they need we need to start seeing results from that very soon. So, um, but hey, I think I think that's all for me. I I pretty much spewed all of my Colts feelings on yep on the episode. So. Hey, tell your friends about us. You know, our numbers are going up a bit here with the season going. I recruited a new fan, some old dude at work. Gave him, gave him the episode title. Hey, there you or go. the show title. I was like, hey, buddy. I even downloaded Google Podcasts for him because he didn't know how. he, go, he I asked him first. He go, I was like, do you listen to podcasts? And he says, he goes, yeah, all the time. And then he goes, now how do I find you? And I was like, you don't listen to podcasts, but you listen to the radio. <laughs> uh but then hey, maybe my, uh, new listener from Twitter. Yeah, we did. If so, you guys are listening, welcome. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Tell your friends. Some of my buddies from work have been listening too. Uh, my one buddy, Ben, is a uh, Bears fan, so he didn't like the game last week. And then uh-huh. my buddy, Brad, is a Browns fan. So he he said he was looking forward to listening to this episode. So, so Brad, here's your episode, buddy. But uh, I hope the Browns lose every game for the rest of the year. <laughs> I planned on uh, shit talking my fiance's dad because he's a big uh, Cowboys fan. So if we would have beat the Browns because they lost to him last week, and then if they would have lost to the Giants today too, boy, I'd have had a heyday. But no such luck. <laughs> Go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, YouTube. all the places uh, at the Educated Fan. That's at T H E E H. D-U-C-A-T-E-D-F-A-N. You know the rules. I'm not spelling it again. Sorry for my somber, shitty attitude, but I hate the Colts' loss. Hey, Chase Elliott won. Don't care. So America won. We appreciate all you listeners. Hey, call me Mike Tomlin. I do not care. (laughs) Go Colts. Go Colts. I fucking love football, and I love you guys. Here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really worry like Here comes the, here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really worry like Here comes the, here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really worry like I said so, I keep it bills up in my heart.